listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good morning. morning. Now, the SEA Games is ongoing right now. Mm-hmm. We are very, very proud of our contingent, you know, g- doing their best to uh, perform at, at the, the peak level that's required of them at the Games. But we're also wondering at the same moment, right, what more can we do to help improve the performances of yeah. the athletes that we have there and future athletes as well? Like, yeah. what would you do to put Malaysia on the sporting map, right? That is a question we're asking today because it's so easy to say that's not working but what would? What do our athletes Mm. actually need? We're going to be speaking to athletes from home and abroad coming up this week as well so we decided to put it out to you, you know suggestions, let's have this conversation it's an important one. It is. What we do, you do to put Malaysia on the sporting map, give us a call on 03-954-3333 or send your thoughts or voice notes into the Digi Lightline on 016-510 now, none of nights with non here on Light FM is one of a he- one of the biggest fans of squash, right? If you don't know this. Trust us, yes. he's a fan. He plays it, <laughs> he's good, and he suggests hosting a squash world championship at the bottom of the KLCC towers, the Twin Towers, because yeah, it's, it's accessible. A, it's a way to highlight the event, bring more attention to it, and possibly get more uh, people wanting to support it. That's one way to do it. Make Create hype. Create hype. Create hype. Eyeballs on is, is definitely mm. like one big way to go. So we are asking today for you to join our conversation. What would you do to put Malaysia on the sporting map? And the reason we got Keith in is because he's got a couple of opinions and a story himself. <laughs> We're all ears. Tell us, Keith. Sweet. Tell us. Okay, so I play a lot of badminton, right? And I've been doing this in school days. So yeah. a lot of the years playing. But back then, I wanted to go professional or okay. at least try. La. But my dad's biggest concern was you go into this sport, you're playing eight hours a day, nine mm-hmm. hours a day of sports, right? Yeah. The minute you get injured, you break a leg, that's it. You're done. Right. So After putting all that effort all that in, effort. right? So, yeah. you know, if based on this topic, I think we need financial incentives, you know? Okay. A secure place where, you know, you know, you tell your athletes, okay, you know, give it your best. Mm-hmm. If you get injured, don't worry, we got you covered. Right, right. we'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah. Then, whether it's some sort of like payment scheme or yeah. whether it's um some sort of insurance. Yeah, because the, the career ends the minute you're injured. That's it. That's right. this. Okay, in the bad way to say, there's no use for you anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then so, what? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that as a parent's fear. I think you know. I wonder um, if many parents also agree with your parents of sort of like the concern of letting your kid go into sports it is arduous it, your body takes a pounding but mm-hmm. then what happens afterwards yeah. you know when you retire it's not the same as an education because when all it takes is a, a split second two seconds yeah. of something going wrong on the field or on the court and it's over so for that peace of mind how can we help in terms of making it uh, putting uh, giving that person that peace of mind to, to move forward yeah gotta ask you a question though mm. do you regret not giving it a go in a way, you know, now I see all the professionals play like, hmm, that could have been me. But yeah. Instead, we got you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. For eight hours thank a you, day. Keith. And you're running a different kind of game yeah. with, with two crazy shuttlecocks here. <laughs> and instead of using rackets, we just make a racket. Yeah. <laughs> yep, story of my life. <laughs> okay. What would you do to put Malaysia on the sporting map? We want to hear your thoughts right now. Here's a voice note from Tasha. I think Malaysia should identify which sport that we are definitely going to be more successful in and focus on developing more um, better athletes and programs for the sport. For example, badminton, you know, it's already such a popular sport amongst Malaysians. And, you know, our country has 
produce like world class players like Li Chongwei and Li Tixia. So Malaysia could really invest more time, effort, and money into badminton and develop more players who can compete at international levels. Thanks, Tasha. Here's what Guy had to say. I think a good idea would be for Malaysia to host more international sporting events like the Sea Games and the Commonwealth Games. You know, it's going to attract people into the country. Tourists, they're going to, you know, experience the culture here in Malaysia, the food, and you know, it's a win-win for everyone. That's another great idea, right? Yeah, to make actually. it a bigger deal, make it more of an attraction, something that everyone can participate in and draw Ooh. in um, visitors. Well, but of what? course, we need the infrastructure to be able to accommodate also. Exactly. That's a thing. But, you know, it's it's ideas putting that on the map. And no idea is a bad idea. So we want to hear your idea. What would you do to put Malaysia on the sporting map? Mm-hmm. Surish uh, sent in a very nice, lovely, long message here. Involvement of retired sports personnel in national sports organizations organizations is crucial. While it may be important for a corporate or other figure to lead for overall management and funding purposes, these past sports personnel could contribute effectively in selection and coaching areas. Yeah, I, I agree sense. with that. We need the people who do it in there kind of running things as well. Uh, he also says we see a large number of officials following athletes for sporting events. Are they actually directly involved with the athletes? So streamlining uh, the personnel as well to make sure only the right. people are absolutely necessary and who can make a difference are the ones who are a part of the team. I mean, this is where Evaluate all the everything. costs go and everything, yeah, right? It's yeah. all the structure. Um, he also goes on to say talent identification at school levels are not effective these days. Teachers used to be early coaches and talent scouters. Have they disappeared? And he then goes on to say ministries of sports and education should work closely to identify young talents and work towards an effective development program. Yeah, obviously that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we could do a lot more bridging there. It does, right? Because... When you find a person who is talented, how what then do you do to groom that talent? How much effort do you put into it? And how much of it has to still come from the support of their own parents to ensure that their yeah. abilities improve? Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, if one um, child may be able to afford the kit in order to do the yeah. practice runs, yeah. whereas another child equally talented might not, and then where does that funding come in? So, yeah, yeah. it all yeah. ties in. Um, and, of course, he says, we don't see corporates being actively involved with sports development. There was a period when one corporate became sponsor for a particular the sport so yeah I suppose mm. it's sort of um, things seem to be quietened down and uh, mm. we need the corporates to sort of like uh, reach into their pockets and make a bit more noise I think yeah, yes, yes so if you happen to be uh, higher up in a corporate company hey hey it could be you and uh, pick a pick an interesting different sport too like yeah. you know archery all sorts of interesting things out there alright what Thank would you, you Suresh, do yeah. yeah Rish what would you do to put Malaysia on the sporting map you see back in uh, during my time that was probably 30, 40 years ago. We had sports teachers, specifically only dealing on sports. They don't teach any other subjects. Right. They only uh, concentrate on sports. Okay. So we had a mm-hmm. teacher who was like hockey, football and all that. He was an expert in, in those fields. And he will identify talents uh, from each class, right? And mm-hmm. uh, call them on for training and develop students. Right. And the selection is also done by him. Right. All right. My, my suggestion is now... Uh, I understand from my wife. My wife is a teacher. Mm-hmm. She says that uh, teachers, most of them are not trained to be like, just say badminton. The teacher is asked to do badminton and she probably doesn't even know what badminton is. She's not a badminton teacher, but she's given a class to right. uh, teach badminton. Hmm. Right? That is what's happening in schools today. There's no actual proper training when it comes to them being able to... The teachers themselves are hmm. not probably uh, trained uh, in the sport. 
That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Want to develop some students when uh, you yourself don't know what is the uh, you know the sports itself. Yeah. How do you identify the talent if you are not trained to be able to identify talent at a younger age? Yeah. Thanks, Rich. That 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 makes a lot of sense. Thanks so much for sharing. And just very quickly, Greg makes uh, a good few points, but this one hits home with YB Hanayo at the helm of the sports ministry. We can expect changes and success coming along, but that will take time. Yeah, Greg, you know what? Yeah. It's worth the wait, quite honestly, to see <laughs> Malaysia do well. Thank you so much, everybody, yep. for all of your input, opinion, thoughts, and conversations. Let's just keep it going. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.